NemosNewsNetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. Welcome back, my friend. This is Dustin Nemos of the Nemos News Network, where we continue to break the cycle of fake news. I am joined by a very special guest, Zach McElroy, who he was a content moderator at um, Cognizant, which is actually a contractor with Facebook, basically an insider at Facebook. And now he turned whistleblower at expense to himself, possibly even um, you know the sacrifice of a career, future uh, job opportunities, obviously the financial burden he's going to put himself under now. So first of all, Zach, I want to say thank you for making that sacrifice. And you know, I, I appreciate it from a personal perspective, having been censored so many times myself. But you know, I want to let you introduce yourself to people and let people get a chance to to know where you come from and why you chose to do this. Well, thank you kindly. I felt it was my duty, given my position, to do what I did. So I really felt obligated. And um, yeah, regarding myself, it's uh, it's as you say, I was a content moderator at Facebook. I started uh, January last year and worked until late February this year when they decided to close the offices and lay everyone off. So that's yeah, not a surprise. I'm sure there's going to be more of that coming, hopefully, um, especially with like the fake news layoffs. I'm seeing a lot of that the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. So, it, you know, I, I don't want to rehash too much of the interview that you did with James O'Keefe, but why did you, what, what gave you the idea to turn whistleblower? What was the original spark for you? Oh, well, I came into the job as a, as a conservative, I saw uh, all the things that I saw in the policy. I came into it expecting that I would see some bias. I would see some, uh, you know, objectionable things. And indeed, that's what I saw right away. The training lasted about a month or four weeks and involved them explaining the policies, the internal policies, explaining how to apply them, you know, and what to do. And yeah, I saw all the biases there and I thought, well, I have to do something. But I thought, what can I do? Could I, how could I possibly... Uh, blow the whistle on this. Could I leak documents online? I don't think anybody's really going to pay attention. I'm just some nobody. And so I'd be sticking my neck out legally for what? Nothing almost. I could go to the New York Times or The Verge, but they'd probably rat me out to Facebook. So uh, indeed, there's no place like Project Veritas doing what they do. Um, and it's ironic because I'd actually been familiar with Project Veritas and their work for five or six years. I was a big fan, uh, but I hadn't considered coming to them with this information until much later in the year, I happened to see Eric Cochran, the Pinterest whistleblower, uh, give a speech. And I thought, well, you know what? Screw it. I'll try and ex I'll exchange business cards with them. And I did. And uh, they were very interested right away. And within a few weeks, we were rolling. So you went to one of the uh, James O'Keefe speeches where Eric follows up and starts talking about become a whistleblower, right? And then James actually was not present for that one. But okay. It was, uh, but it was a pleasure all the, all, all the same. I've been to those. I've met Eric and I wanted to become a whistleblower, even though I didn't work at these companies afterwards. I mean, we all want to stand up. It's very um, inspiring to hear these stories. Now, what, what really struck me there is that you said you were already a conservative and that you already knew about Project Veritas. How did you get a job at Facebook or Cognizant? You know, when you put it that way, it's so funny. Uh, I actually got the job because I saw a listing, a job listing for, um, uh, some kind of generic position at a company that was nearby and it was, uh, you know, it was paying, I mean, I was just coming out of minimum wage, so it was paying a lot more. It was 15 an hour. And I thought, I got to get this job. And I, I did the interview and they told me what, it, what the job actually was. They told me, uh, this is what you're going to be doing. This is actually the work for Facebook and it's content moderation. I thought, wow, that's pretty crazy. 
So I got the job and like I said, immediately I saw all the issues in policy uh, with the training, which lasted about four weeks or a month. And um, yeah, that's kind of crazy that someone like me ended up in there, but so many anomalies in this world, uh, it's just one of them, I guess. Well, we've all heard rumors of like the conservatives at Facebook, but I didn't believe it until now. The fabled, uh, the mythical conservatives. I think I indeed, I was probably one of only a handful at that office. I feel like maybe they keep them around for like the token, you know, the token conservative, just to say that they're neutral. But we now know, I mean, all of the the leaked footage that came out in the groundbreaking documentary kind of interview that you did with uh, James O'Keefe, you had undercover footage of, of looked like over a dozen different people, if, I, if memory serves, that were busted admitting bias, admitting anti-Trump positions, admitting that they just ban, you know, anyone who has a Trump hat because they're a terrorist, things like that. I mean... This kind of, um, you know, uh, politicization of the process of content moderation, and you, you talked about in the interview with James how um, most, almost every ban was a conservative, not every single one. Obviously, there's death threats and stuff from the left that sometimes get banned, but it almost entirely skews that way. Now, you know, bringing that back to the warnings that we got from Dr. Robert Epstein and others who were saying, Big tech wants to throw the election to the left. They're, they're going to try to sabotage the election. Is that maybe part of the timing, you think, to try to save the election that inspired you to do this? Oh, certainly that was a big, uh, that was a big part of it. But I'll have to say that uh, if it were not for them closing the offices and letting everybody off in February, I would have probably still been recording today. And I think I would have been, uh, it would have been far more important for me to stay on the inside and continue uh, perhaps giving this information up to uh, responsible hands, uh, especially as we're getting closer to the election, especially as we're getting closer to debates and all of these other things. Um, I can only imagine what's going on behind the scenes uh, there right now, and I'm not there for it now, but um, I think the timing of it is what it is, and I'm happy with it. And I'm, I, I think given the timing of it, I am I'm most interested in focusing on stopping it before it's too late. So yes, the timing of it is important. Do you think there are going to be other whistleblowers at Facebook that see what you've done and choose to make the same decision? Oh, I hope so. I, I absolutely hope so. Definitely. This is uh, kind of a, it's, it's kind of a snowballing effect. You have these insiders come out and I was inspired by Eric and Zach Voorhees and all the other folks who came out and maybe didn't even go public, but it's, it's just such an important and powerful thing. And I, would be honored and, and eternally grateful if anybody uh, saw this and thought, well, maybe I can do it too. Because I think that's the real takeaway from something like this is you can do it too. If you're on the inside, uh, don't be afraid. You know, as they say, be brave, do something, do it. It is come forward and come forward to Project Veritas. You know, I guess I'll plug it. If you're on the inside, you got to contact them. Mm -hmm. I think their tip line is Veritas tips at protonmail.com. I think you're right. Yeah. And that, you know, it, it, the worst that could happen is what I think happened to Voorhees. And they, they tried to intimidate him and surround him with police and, and SWAT teams and nonsense and all because he blew the whistle and none of it made any sense. And of course, it all fell apart. They had nothing. So um, I think that the worst they can do is just try to intimidate people and try to scare them and fire them, you know. So I'm very optimistic. I think we're going to see more whistleblowers, especially now, as you say, the stakes are very high. Elections coming. 
So and indeed, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, indeed, if you have a tidal wave of whistleblowers, I believe if you have like this tsunami of whistleblowers, well, they can't come after all of us. You know, they can't, you know, do this. Not that they want to come after any of us because it's just bad press for them, even on an individual level, if they come after any of us. So I think uh, definitely the strength in numbers and not just in, not just in safety and defense, but also in offense. I think putting a bunch of people, uh, getting a bunch of people to put pressure on them will probably be what enacts real uh, change and reform. You know, I'm going to take a chance to plug then because you basically just laid out the strategy for our anti-censorship lawsuit. I mean, we're trying to, Zach Voorhees is helping with this as well. We're trying to create a unity coalition of free speech to go and have a class action antitrust lawsuit against Google itself for censorship and try to set the precedent straight so that they can't continue this. And in fact, we have in six months or so gathered a list of over 230 content creators and censored individuals. And these are public figures like YouTubers, radio show hosts, authors, um, you know, people that, that have a huge following in some cases that are being censored and they're tired of it myself included. And, um, you know, I, I like to joke, I'm sometimes the most censored man on YouTube because they, they flat freeze my channel subscribers for over a year. So we're trying to do something about it. We certainly want to get the word out about that as well in terms of uh, a class action to end censorship. So um, what do you think the next steps are? I imagine knowing James a little bit, I, I think that he's probably got a few more whistleblowers up his sleeve that aren't um, ready to tell what they've found yet. But you know, you, you mentioned snowball. I think we will see that. I, I think that we're going to see quite a few uh, whistleblowers coming out at the end here because they understand the stakes and election and just how crazy the left has gone. And, you know, I don't want to focus left on right because I really do think it's a sort of a division. And I think that at this point, it's more about sort of the fake news, big tech, some of the Democrat leaders, uh, the deep state versus the people. Um, yes, there are still people that follow them, like Antifa, um, you know, Black Lives Matter. They do still have folks that watch fake news. But for the most part, I think a lot of them have walked away. Um, where do you see this going, just in your opinion, next couple of months? Do you have any thoughts? So hard to see. Uh, so hard to see. Um, this, this stuff is so hard to, yeah. to predict this stuff. But I know that there's talks of Section 230 is in the uh, common dialogue right now, again, which I'm very happy about. And we're talking about, uh, we're talking about big tech censorship in a big way right now. There was the recent executive order, I think, is a big deal. And I think all of these things combined might make some difference happen. Might, things might be different this time. I think we're going to be seeing uh, congressional talks and action. I think, um, indeed, I think that legislative action is the only thing that we have left to do at this point. Um, we've seen... Mark Zuckerberg testify under oath so many times. I can't tell you how many times I've seen him on TV uh, saying this and that, you know, placating, placating, whining and dining the president, assuring every, we're not going to, we're not going to censor you and we're not doing this. And he doesn't, you know, this stuff happens anyway. This stuff, regardless of whatever intentions are, whatever this or that, the details, the minutia gets, you know, along the lines, the result, the end result is that people are being censored and, Things are getting removed that just should not be removed. And we've seen that in the video for, uh, num from a number of different angles. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it all comes down to the general belief that, you know, should anything really be removed or editorialized or censored online if it isn't just flat out illegal? Sure. And that was, that was going to be one of my next questions is, you know, do you think Zuckerberg lied to Congress? I think that's a big deal. And it seems like every time big tech CEOs come to, DC, they, they wine and dine, as you say, 
a bunch of senators and Congress people right beforehand. I think that's very interesting. And money often changes hands in various ways. So, um, you know, go ahead and answer that one if you can. Well, uh, certainly, uh, unfortunately, I'm not a judge. I guess I can't uh, sentence Mark Zuckerberg guilty. But I'll say that I will say that um, I think you have seen that. You've seen him say that there's no bias. You've seen him promise that there's no, you know, political influence, nefarious doings. Uh, and the content that you see, if you see the video and you see all this other stuff that's been, you know, that's been out there, but especially this latest, this latest stuff, I think that that stuff speaks for itself. And I'll let you decide. I've already decided. I, I'm, I think he's guilty. Um, now, what about you? You've, you've taken a, a huge stance here. You've made a stand. You've had, I'm sure, some sacrifice. Have they come after you? Have they tried to retaliate yet in any way? Well, no, not yet. And I uh, don't want to, I'm going to knock on wood. I, I hope that nothing happens in the future because, you know, that would just be horrible. I don't think it would be a smart move, but, you know, I can't make their decisions for them. And I, you know, I, I, I don't want to jinx anything too much, but I really don't think that, uh, well, I just hope that that doesn't happen. And I, uh, I'd like to think that, um, I'd like to think that the truth has my back because all I have to do is speak honestly and, you know, just, don't tell a lie. Speak from the heart. Speak truly. I present facts and that's all it is. I'm not here to speculate. That's for everybody who's watching the content to do. I'm providing you the content. Well, thank you for doing that and giving us the ability to make our own minds up. And, you know, speaking for myself, and I sure, I'm sure that there are thousands of other voices out there with YouTube channels and such, uh, I would be happy to help defend you if they come after you. So, you know, you have a voice out there, not just from Veritas, but many of us that, um, even those of us who aren't being censored, you know, we want to see this righted. So, um, I, you know, yeah, of course. And I want to give you a chance to talk about, you know, your GoFundMe and things. I know that you're fundraising, um, to protect yourself and, and to try to, I guess, I don't know all the details about your GoFundMe. I just know that you're going to deal with some consequences and you're probably going to need it. Uh, and that's, that's true. And that's the unfortunate fact. It is something that I have to say right out, right from the outset that, uh, you know, I, I don't like the concept of grifting. I'm not much of a, I, I say this with a lot of humility because I'm a man who likes to work for his money. So to see this happen, the difficulties that I'm going to, you know, face, it's uh, with a great degree of, um, well, I just have to say it's so humbling to see the support that I've seen on this GoFundMe that's been set up in the wake of this. And, uh, you know, the, the warmest, you know, thanks to everybody who's done that so far. And, and I, I feel like I have to give a proper thank you to everybody, but it's, it's, you know, it's like so difficult, but yeah, the, um, the GoFundMe, well, it's GoFundMe.com slash expose Facebook. The hashtag is expose Facebook. And that's also the, uh, the GoFundMe page as well. So. Well, you help make history here. I think that that is thanks enough. And, you know, we should thank you more than the other way around Just, you know, even if we donate and I encourage people to do so, um, I think it's a price well worth the investment. Um, now, you, you mentioned uh, the Insider Program, and I want to give you a chance to plug that for Veritas as well. I mean, this is the most effective, probably, way to become a whistleblower. As you said, if you do it on your own, maybe it just doesn't go anywhere. Maybe they disappear it, and uh, maybe you just get fired. But if you stand with someone like Project Veritas, and there's enough of us, then there's uh, strength in numbers. Absolutely. Like I said, I think there's uh, two, I think there's two primary uh forces at work with uh, how I how passionate I feel about the whole insider thing because uh, there's one aspect of it's like well you know you can do this there's a lot of risk involved as we know but 
uh, it's just so incredible that one of the only places that you can go to, probably the only place that you can turn to with uh, this kind of whistleblowing activity, uh, happens to also be really, really good about having your back. There was such support that I received on every step of the way, uh, all the way through till today, and I'm sure in the future as well. They've just uh, been absolutely fantastic to me. And, um, and the other aspect of that is, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's important to keep the pressure on these companies by enforcing a sort of like a tidal wave of uh, insiders to come forward and, you know, uh, just keep exposing this information, keep exposing bias and until, until and if the day comes where things are finally fair for once. Briefly, I don't want to go in it, in it too much, but what do you think that day would look like? Uh, what will it look like? Yeah, in terms of, you know, a fair battleground in terms of information. I think uh, truly fair and balanced policies at Facebook, because uh, I'll speak from my own, I'll, I'll only speak from my experience at Facebook. I'll say what would be the appropriate fix would be fair and properly fair and balanced policies, not just saying they're fair and balanced, and properly fair and balanced uh, workforce of people moderating. Like I, I've mentioned before, um, the work face at, uh, workforce at these places, uh, they're hiring people in mostly blue states and blue cities. So most of the workforce is left-leaning anyway. So you've got this uh, perspective that's kind of one-sided. I thought they were hiring from Antifa watching the video. I mean, frankly, these, these folks seem fairly radical, fairly hate Trump types. And so, you know, again, I want to say thank you. I want to let you give any plugs that you want to plug. And um, if there's any questions that I probably should have asked and didn't, now's a good time for you to suggest them. But other than that, you know, talk about the links, talk about um, your GoFundMe and close out any way you like. Well, thank you kindly. It's been, uh, it's been such a pleasure. Uh, you've, you've covered so many great things. I think it's been such a great uh, talk. So I guess I'll just leave it with the, uh, the insider program. Uh, their tip line is Veritas tips at protonmail.com. So if you're on the insider, you know, anybody on the inside of a big tech company or, you know, anything else that's, uh, uh, any anywhere else there's an opportunity to sort of expose bias and unfairness uh definitely uh talk to them because they'll you know they'll do right they'll do right by you and uh, the gofundme is again it's gofundme.com slash expose facebook which is also the hashtag for the story expose facebook perfect all right thank you zach McElroy, for everything you've done and for your time today i appreciate it you're welcome back on if anything new pops up anytime on this show and uh I guess a final question, are we going to see more work from you with Project Veritas in the future? I mean, obviously right now it's a hot issue, but you know, I know Eric has stayed on and he's actually continuing to work with them. Is that something that we could maybe hope to see out of you? Well, I certainly hope to work with them more in the future. I think um, I'm very, I'm very genuinely passionate about this issue and it's been such a great process in the future. I, I, I certainly hope that there's uh, more of a future for me with uh, working together with PV and, and as well, there is uh, another insider coming out soon. I think, uh, I think the story might be coming out tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that. The snowball continues. Well, thank you again. I appreciate it. And uh, Zach McElroy and Dustin Demos. We'll see you guys on the next one.